I was I was doing the thing where I was cutting out every single like moment of silence and every single breath and every time I make that weird sound with my nose, I was cutting those out. And if I misspoke, like if I said a word wrong, I would find that same word somewhere else in the podcast and copy it and paste it. (laughs) I couldn't find the word in another spot. I would take similar uh, syllables from different words and rebuild the word. That's a lot of work, dude. That's uh, that's not healthy. Like, (laughs) I'm a slob. Like, I don't really take care of shit. But man, I got OCD for that podcast and stuff. Like, I mean, I I could. This reminds me of like when you're like editing our music and stuff. Yeah, I'll do that for music. (laughs) I don't know if I can do that to me and you. Like, I remember I would go to sleep and like you were already working on music then I'll wake up and I still see you working on music as I might need you to take me back to work oh yeah <laughs> got, got that music done I do that with our music too I like uh, Sam the drummer he'll like mess something up and I'll just you know copy and paste and move shit yes. and if it, if it sounds really unnatural he'll just give me a look and I'm like we have to record this from scratch, don't we? And he's like, yes, it'll be better if we do it. And it's always true. So no work wasted. What? Whatever. So, so we introduce everything, what yeah, we're doing. Cause we already got it going. Why not? Well, Hey everybody. It's, it came from the shed again. Um, we're back after a little break again, cause we're lazy. <laughs> Was it a break? Then we just put one out? Oh, it was like a few weeks ago. Oh, I don't remember. We work on our own time, I guess. (laughs) I'm Goose. And I'm Siege. And this time we have a guest with us. Um, We're going to introduce him. His name is Richard Smith. You might know him from the Doom Show. Hello, this is the Doom Show. I'm sorry, I botched that. (laughs) (laughs) You said all the words. I heard all the words. And uh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, dude. Uh, no problem. Um, so this has like been a while since we had a guest on, and I think that one guest episode we did recently we had to take down due to unfortunate circumstances. Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah. But yeah. Because like wow. the last person we used to have guests with us was our old co-host Shalik from back in our. Like, uh, what do we call those days? I don't even know what we call those days. Because <laughs> you can't even find them anymore. But, like, we put out, like, a good bit of episodes now. They're just... They're probably terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible now how we do it, but we're lazy, so we just go with the flow. Uh, and so, I guess another thing, since we were talking about music earlier, Grayson had it for me because we were trying to do a comp for a label that we're hoping to do soon through what we call Dumb Dumb Tapes. And we're trying to do a kaiju comp. And he had told me that he had asked you about, what was it? What, uh, Gyro Jets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's us. And like had asked, cause like we just like randomly had the idea where we're just like, huh, let's just like ask a bunch of people since we're going to like get a label going just to like put out taste for fun or whatever. Just like, what's the funnest thing we could do? <laughs> kaiju. Kaiju. <laughs> Richard, what's some of your favorite uh, kaiju movies? Oh, man. Um, 
I love the Godzilla return of Godzilla, the 1984 or 85 one. I always forget what year it is. That's one of my all time favorites. They tried to remake it. Yeah. The reboot kind of thing. Yeah. And they even brought back Raymond Burr to do yes. the, uh, the English parts, which is ridiculous. Cause he was, uh, you know, enormous, which I can, I can say, cause I'm enormous, but, uh, I love, uh, I love Shin Godzilla. That's a great one. Oh man, um, I I, th- I love the freaking the X from outer space, the one that inspired our song, uh, Gilala. Uh, even though it's the the saddest, cheapest kaiju movie ever, because <laughs> you know how they always take pride in the model work. Like even if the monster looks a little dicey, they'll like make the buildings beautiful. Yeah, the buildings in the X from outer space are complete shit. Like. Like these, he'll smash a freaking building and inside is just empty space. Like they're Wait, clearly just boxes. Is that and, the one with like giant star dude? Yeah, he he looks like uh, he's, he's supposed to be a space chicken because oh. he's got he leaves chicken feet, but he looks like he has a spaceship for a head. He's really weird looking. I slightly remember that one growing up. Oh, it's so it's it's a fun movie. It's real. It's. It would make a great pairing with the green slime. I don't know if you guys have seen the green slime. That is another batshit crazy 60s. Not quite kaiju, but just weird. Um, I really love the Godzilla ones of the the 90s. When they when they took a break from them for a while. The, and they the came back. Hensai? Was it Hensai? I think think so i get i'm not really super i don't know the history so good but those are fantastic i love like final wars oh yes oh my god that shit's so fun have you seen um versus is from the same director that did final wars yes many years ago many years ago (laughs) (laughs) that one man that one is just crazy that's why i like final wars so much so it's like just like verses, but with kaiju, so it is perfect. <laughs> Sometimes, like these movies are just like live action anime. And all. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. And that's probably- what I I liked about Pacific Rim because Guillermo del Toro he was clearly paying attention to the freaking the old kaiju movies, and he'd watched a shit ton of mecha anime. Like you could just tell the way that movie's put together. It's just, it, I love how he nailed that shit to the wall. Like, his version is so fun. I love that movie when it came out. I don't know why nobody talked about it that much, though. I was nerding out when you made me watch it. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. This is like the like, reference to Neon Genesis. Yes. <laughs> and I'm yes. like, oh shit. There comes the gun. The reference is all. <laughs> I wish they'd gotten the sequel right. The sequel was, oh yeah, not so hot. I heard it was garbage. <laughs> yeah, it, it's sadly, it's just a waste of time. Like you could just imagine it and, and what it would be like in your imagine. Whatever you imagine is better than the movie. It just loses steam real fast. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, I have it. I, I just read a like comment on the internet about. It. I was like, I probably won't watch this. <laughs> I probably won't get around to it. Yeah. Hey, wasn't the Godzilla King Kong movie supposed to come out recently, though? Like, the American yeah. current monsterverse? Was it supposed I to come? I want to see that. 
That was supposed to have come out sometime this month originally. Have they changed that? Let me look at that up. I don't know, but yeah, I want to see that real bad too. The new American MonsterVerse series has been really good. Like, yeah, that totally. was my favorite King Kong movies ever. Oh yeah, I love the like Vietnam yeah. kind of thing going on with that one, and the Godzilla King of the Monsters. I've seen that like yes. five times now since it came out. It, I love that one so much. That, oh yeah, me too. Did you know Seth Green is in it? Seth Green makes a cameo as a pack. <laughs> he gets blown up by Rodan. <laughs> I was like, and Eli Roth gets blown up by Rodan too. That is, is right. Wow. I'm still pissed off at Eli Roth for never making Thanksgiving yet. I'm, oh, I know. I'm oh, upset. man. I mean, I, tr- I tried with the Green Inferno. I, oh, I hated the Green Inferno. I was like, you know what? I don't like cannibal movies. Why am I, why am I trying this? Yeah, like, I can't even watch most of the Italian cannibal movies like that just because of the critter balance, you know? But, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but like I like I like I like certain ones, but I it's hard for me. So, but Green Inferno, I was just like, no, I don't like this at all. Plus, I don't know how you can eat somebody and get high. Like, is that it's insane? so? It, they're not. It didn't even have time to digest it because <laughs> yeah. the dude was dead. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. You know, hey, not that I have a problem with movies not making any any sense. I mean, that's like ninety percent of my collection of movies. Doesn't make any sense. But he'll he'll never top Hostel. Like I I legit think Hostel, the first one, is a good movie. It's got like that Hitchcockian thing to it, like the way it unfolds. But at, I hate to say it, that may have been the beginning of the end of uh, his good stuff. I did like Hostel quite a bit, and I, I'm actually a big fan of uh, Cabin Fever. Yeah, I, yeah I, that I, was a fun movie. I threw that out, like every. I got into the biggest argument with my wife <laughs> during that movie. Captain <laughs> Fever. <laughs> we were watching it in the theaters, like maybe opening weekend. I was pretty psyched about it. And we were there and the leg shaving scene started. Oh, and, God. And I just noticed that, um, you know, she was sitting there with her uh, eyes closed, like not even looking at the screen. I was like, oh, shit, are you okay? And she's like, oh, this is this is just really I can't watch this. I'm like, oh, okay. And then after that scene was over, I'm like, hey, the scene's over. And she wouldn't look up anymore. And so she was watching the whole movie with me in the theater. And we had like an hour left of the movie. And she wasn't looking at the screen. So I'm like, yo, do you want to go? She's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, you sure you don't want to go? And she's like, stop asking me. I'm fine. <laughs> so we had this like really quiet argument <laughs> during the movie. <laughs> and then we left. And then we had to like talk it out. It was really funny. And I was like... Yo, I didn't say yo that much. I just said, ma'am. No, I said, I don't give a fuck about this movie. I just want you to be okay. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it, but I'll always have that memory of like just traumatizing. And she stayed with me. I mean, she's still around. She's pretty cool. Man, I, I will say that is a gross movie. Yeah. It's pretty. I love I love the fact it's uh, the dude from... um. Was it Boy Meets World? Oh, the shot dude. <laughs> yeah, he's in that. <laughs> he's just covered in blood the whole town. Oh man, when when he, that dude is that the one who falls into the freaking nasty water? I think yeah, like I think the, he was the, the main dude. Oh, yeah. 
I always laugh at that because he's just poking the corpse. I'm like, why do you got to poke the corpse? And then it just breaks and he just falls in. And I'm like, that's nasty. I waste your time poking, but why? I don't understand. It's for science. For science, yes. Have you have you ever seen the um sequel to Cabin Fever that um what's his Ty Ty West uh he like directed it but disowned it or something? Is that the one at the prom? Yeah, that's the one at the prom. I no, I did not. I saw the trailer. I heard about the whole uh the whole shit that went down with it, but I did not see it. It's terrible. It does oh. have a soundtrack, but pretty yeah. Oh shit, I haven't seen it. That's that Sepulchre in the soundtrack. <laughs> oh man. The stoner dude caught from the first one was just like jamming Brazilian death metal, I guess, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It that great. I remember <laughs> watching it when it came out, but I think there's a few other ones to that movie series now, but I'm not I'm not sure. Then they remade the whole movie. They remade the first one. Did they really? Yeah, they they took the the I don't know if it was the same script, but they they remade it like kind of shot for shot or something weird and everyone was confused. Why? Why would you remake that movie? I don't know. <laughs> That's like the um have you seen the American remake of um Martyrs? No, I haven't seen that or the the remake of Inside. It's just it's no point to it. I don't I, I don't see I haven't seen the remake of Inside, but the Martyrs one was just no point. And it uh it cut back on all the like gore stuff too, so Oh jeez. Kind of pointless in my opinion, but you know. Those were exciting times when those movies were coming out when high tension, inside, martyrs frontiers uh when all of those dropped man it was so exciting everyone was like oh shit gore is back yeah um i remember when they came out i was too young to really try to find them but high tents and i know um i've I've tried to find that one so much and it had the special effects dude who did all those fochi movies on it out there yeah and yeah gore fest dude have you seen high tents and uh no i not you haven't do seen. You, do you have that one? I might have it, dude. I don't know what I have anymore. <laughs> I have so much movies now. It's... <laughs> I know we've been like going on VHS behind binges for a good while. If I had it, it's on DVD or something. We're gonna have to dig that one out. <laughs> we will have to dig that one out. Man, I'd be finding movies I don't remember buying, like <laughs> <the Robocop laughs> movies. How did we find all the RoboCop <laughs> movies but the first one? That is true. <laughs> <laughs> what I no, wanted... I... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say what I did want to talk to you about, though, because you cover Boogeyman, and that is me and uh, Grayson's favorite, uh, one of our favorite 80s horror movies. And he had showed me, he uh, gave me sets that had the second and the third one. And I wanted to know if you had possibly watched them because I've had the opinion since I've ever watched the sequels that I've wasted about three hours of my life. (laughs) (laughs) That I'll get back. (laughs) There's nothing nothing I hate worse than a clip show movie where they want to show 15 minutes of the original somewhere in the movie. And Boogeyman 2 eventually gets stupid fun. Like... 
it's clearly they rented a house or they filmed at the director's house for a weekend with a bunch of actors that probably didn't get paid. <laughs> and then the, they decided to do a third one. And by then the, the original director's like, I'm washing my hands of this. He's like, I want to take credit for it. Like I want to get paid royalties for these sequels, but I'm not involved. And I think it's three and four. I believe there is a fourth one. There's a and fourth th- one? Yeah. And three is the one that has like 20% or less of a new movie in it. It's atrocious. I was violently angry watching that one. I was so pissed off. Uh, yeah. Avoid three. But two, once it gets over the, the flashbacks, it is so weird. It is like people are getting killed by uh, electric toothbrushes. Yeah. And, like, I think one dude gets killed by a garden hose or something. Oh, boy. It's funny. I feel like they could have done a lot with that, the series with a boogeyman. <laughs> but, so no, I need to rewatch take. the second one. But, no, I love the first one. It's, like, oh. it feels so nostalgic to me, even though I know I haven't seen it growing up or nothing, you know? But it just has yeah. all the elements of, the, you know, like, Amityville and Halloween and... And it's All just that the right shit. amount of American, like, 80s cheese horror movie yeah. classicness. Yeah. And the soundtrack is incredible. I love the score for it, too. It is. I, I, I grabbed it on vinyl from some weird, like, um... What, nice. Uh, not that... Not, it's not Waxwork, but one of those, like, labels that put out the soundtracks, you know? Yeah, and that was where, like, when he was, like, showing me this stuff, like, he was telling me, like, William Mesbros, like, eventually found out, like, he had input on, like, the direction of the movie a little bit. <laughs> Just, like, stumbled in the room or something. <laughs> I was like, this is the only, we could, we tried to look this up on the internet, not even, like, it's not even on IMBD. Like, we're at this little tidbit where, like, William Mesbros just, like, helped him, like, work a sex scene. <laughs> It was in the liner notes of the album, yeah, though. Yeah, it's the only place that information appears, which is oh, so wow. Yeah, I think the only other place I heard it was, like, another podcast talking about it. But, uh, you know, well, that, and yeah. that information about Wilm Burroughs, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah like, Simon, Simon and I went into it a little bit, but I, it's, I think that episode was... Was that last year? I can't even remember. Now that time has stopped forever. Man, I think it was a newer episode or newish. I think, did it come out around Halloween maybe? or before? I can't remember. It feels so long ago. <laughs> what is time? <laughs> what is anything? Let me see. Let's see. I'll look up the old Doom show. I try to get Steve to listen to some, like, the old school ones, like the uh, Vibe episode and stuff, but... Oh, man, those are ancient now. Uh, I still love the Vibe episode. That one is great. Thank you. Man, I was... I, we've been trying to do a sequel to it, but Brad is so funny about that. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> Brad, the Vibe part two, and he's like, what would we talk about? It's like, I haven't had a movie give me the vibe in a long time. And I'm like, no, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That was in, that was in June. That was when the Boogeyman came out. That was in June. And I feel like it was 10 years ago. Oh, damn. I thought it was like sooner than that. But oh, my God. Welcome to our nightmare. 
<laughs> I am I am super glad that you and Simon covered the church though. That that was a movie I saw at a young age that fucked yes. me up very much. And yes. I was yes, it was I'm I was excited. <laughs> I was so glad to show that to to Sam when we were we were after band practice, I'd brought the church over and we watched it and he's like you got to bring over more movies. <laughs> How do you say that director's name? Is it Michele Sawavi? See, I was saying Michelle Michelle Sovi for a long time, and Brad right out of the gate was like Michele Sawavi, and I'm like, that's weird. And then I actually heard an interview with someone who worked with him say Michele Sawavi, and it blew my mind. I was like. Damn, Brad's known how to say it since the vibe episode or some shit. Like that was like nine years ago. But I'm super bad with pronunciations. Uh, yeah. Those German ones, the the crime films called Crimmy. Yeah, um, cr- I was calling them Creamy. Creamy. And, and Brad's like, I don't think that's how you say it. <laughs> Man, when, when's there gonna be a next uh, Brad episode? Uh very soon. Like that's the the goal is January. Uh, I think it's the sl- it might be the slasher triple feature we did. We did a 1982 slashers and we did a, tr- a trilogy. I think that'll so I think Brad will be next in uh, the editing loop. Is that kind of like what y'all did with that one with the uh, with Prowler and the Burning? Yes. And, what was this that? Is the sequel to that episode? Hell yeah! Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah! I just I tried to get seized to watch the Burning the other night. I can't believe you've never seen the Burning. <laughs> I mean, it's not one of my favorites, but it's still Tom Savini doing his thing, so... That's all you need to say. Yeah, it's, it's Tom <laughs> Savini, man. And just weird, unlikable characters. That's that's the that's my bread and butter with, with slasher movies. I love... Like, is, the more unlikable somebody is, I'm like, that's my favorite character. The, the, thing, the main thing I remember from that movie is a dude getting mad about the lubricated rubbers. He did get his lubricated rubbers, and he got real mad. And the dude from Seinfeld's in that somewhere, too. Yep. Jason Alexander with hair. Yeah. He has hair. um, I can't think of his character's name. I ain't watched Seinfeld in so long. Yeah, me neither. George. I think it's George. There you go. He's a George. Yeah, I love those Slasher episodes. Thank you. I was going to say, because he was telling me about your love for Giallo movies, too. And I've, like, been stressing, like, I've been thinking to myself, I have a very odd love for, like, some of Dario Gentile's late, like, mid-2000s work. Because as odd as it is, I have an opinion. Like, I have a strange love for movies like The Card Player and Do You Like Hitchcock? I'm I'm coming around to the card player. I used to harsh on the card player all the time because I I don't pl- like play cards, so I don't understand the rules of poker. And like I really would, I think I would rather be tortured than play like video poker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I just didn't. I just had this thing against the movie, but now I'm like, this is really good though because, I mean, I've seen Dracula 3D, so it's all up from there. Have you seen Dracula 3D series? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I don't hate it or anything. I I I th- I mean it's like every movie by him I'm glad we got it. Like if he's going to finish some project during this COVID bullshit, I want 
something to happen, like anything. I'm not because gonna... years from now, we're going to wish we had those movies because even Fulci's worst stuff it is, is like, I'm coming around to it. Like, the only Argento I really dis- dislike is the Mothers of Tears yeah, movie. The last I, in the trilogy. I cannot, I just cannot like that movie for some reason. It's it's weird. I like it, but I do not expect anybody else to. Like I it has it has a jump scare in it and I'm I, that is the thing in the movie that makes me really depressed because there's the demon jumps out and screams in a quiet scene and then disappears and I'm like okay, let's hope that doesn't happen the rest of the movie. And then luckily it doesn't. That's like the only thing that just nails on a chalkboard is Argento trying to fit in like the thing about um was it the card player that had all the forensic stuff in it i believe it was because yeah. he was trying to do like a csi thing like him him keeping up with trends of what people wanted that shit drives me crazy him wanting to put a giant praying mantis dracula in a movie <laughs> like, that's beautiful let him let him let his freak freak flag fly that's amazing i almost couldn't say that sentence but like dude watching him like try to compete with other people and uh meet audience expectations that shit sucks oh but yeah i I like you like hitchcock oh my bad oh no that's like a (laughs) geo that's like like all to his own genre. I was going to say, but wasn't he supposed to do a movie with Iggy Pop or something? Yeah, I feel bad for the people who gave to that freaking Kickstarter because that shit is never happening. Like, okay. I want it to happen, but they, were, they did a Kickstarter and just knowing how the Italian film industry works, like Adrian Brody, he didn't get paid for Giallo. <laughs> I forgot that movie existed. Dude, he sued them to get it all the DVDs stopped, like the the get the theatrical release stopped in the United States because he did not get paid. Like one of the biggest stars of the time went to Italy, had fun, hung out with Argento, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, where's my money?" and they said, "We'll get it to you." And they never did. So, as soon as they announced that they were going to do this Kickstarter for the Sandman starring Iggy Pop. I was like, they're not going to make this movie with, they're going to take these people's money and run. And they did. And it's not Argento. It's not like he personally was like, cha-ching. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he, yeah. I, if you read um, his uh, autobiography, autobiography, the fear, he goes into that. That book came out. Like right when that shit went down, he finished that book right as the Sandman stuff was happening. So he's all pumped about the project in the book. And I don't know how many years it took for the book to get finished and translated, but by the time the book came out, that movie was not happening at all. So it's kind of it's pretty sad. I want to see it, but I know he wrote a autobiography that I'm, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. He's um he seems almost like a normal person. <laughs> but there was just times in the book where I'm like, no, nah, dude, you're still like the weirdest motherfucker <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> who, who, who do you think's weirder, him or Fulci? Fulci. Yeah. <laughs> Fulci, he got really funny. Like the first movie he made after his big, horrible heart attack, 
that nearly took him out in 80, God, 85 or 86. The first movie he made was The Devil's Honey, which oh, is this God, sexy yeah. movie. I've heard of that. Oh, I've my God. It's like him trying to make a Jess Franco movie, but really bad. I mean, I liked parts of it. It's really beautiful, but it is wacky. <laughs> um, but I still think Argento is a lifetime of weird, whereas Fulci didn't get weird till that oxygen got cut off to his brain. <laughs> um, that brings up the next question I was going to ask. Are you – Is it, this is the forbidden – question argento or fulci oh god i think i go with fulci i mean i i I love them both for different reasons but um fulci's he made my favorite film of all time the house by the cemetery nice and i but yeah it's it's if i go film by film like a few of argento's went out like phenomena and uh tenebre and <clears throat> the the one I inexplicably watch the most, which is Cat and Nine Tails. I'll do like those. Even Argento doesn't really like that one that much. I just I just love that one so much. And but in the end, like Fulci made more shit that I want to watch. Like he made because he started so much earlier. You know, he was doing stuff in the mid sixties. Conquest. Conquest. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conquest is amazing. <laughs> that freaked me out as a kid. That's all. I, my mom rented that for me when I was homesick, and she's like, "Here's a movie," and I was like, "Cool." I did not know what was going on in that shit. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you on that. I would probably go with Fulci just because the diversity of his films. You know, I don't yeah. think Argento ever like really getty westerns with Fulci. i mean yeah yeah like did did argento ever make a movie that wasn't like horror or giallo he did he made a movie called the five days in milan it was uh between i want to say it was ah shit i think it's between four flies on gray velvet and deep red he want he got tricked in his words he got tricked into making it he wrote it with his buddy who was going to direct it. And then right before he was going to start shooting it, he dropped out. So he ended up making this period drama slash comedy about when Italy got unified. And these two idiots uh, characters get uh, swept up into the whole uh, unification of Italy thing. And it bombed so bad. So he's like, all right, I'll go back to Giallo. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that I, I kind of want to see that now. Just, to, just. To I see. still have never. I've only read about it. I'm, I'm like, even Argento doesn't like it. Hmm. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want to see it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but yeah, like Fochivo, like I think Four of the Apocalypse is probably one yes. of the most like beautifully made movies ever. Like, man, I don't know that one just. Hits me in a weird spot for some reason, but I do love my cowboy movies though. But you know, that movie but, actually I like some of the better acting in any of his movies too. Well, see, that's the thing with me. I don't say that because I watch a lot of his movies dubbed, so yeah. it makes you think the actors aren't doing well when they're probably doing pretty good. That is true. You know what I mean? But uh, as as the years have gone on, I get annoyed if the movie isn't dubbed. Not because I don't like, I mean, I watch so many movies with subtitles 
It's just, I love the art of dubbing, especially from anything Italian, anything Spanish from back in the day. Those dubbers, they were the masters. And they would have to say some of the most ridiculous bullshit dialogue. <laughs> like, I can't imagine them, like, these were Americans doing this stuff. And it's it's like it's like the the really bad Japanese dubbing. Those were Japanese people who just were really had really poor English. So that's why they're so weird. Because when I used to watch um, Japanese movies, like a kaiju movies, I was like, man, these dubbers are racist. This is messed up. <laughs> why are they doing a Japanese like person speaking English so badly? And years later, I'm like, oh, that. that's that was a Japanese person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, I love dubbed movies so much. I always choose the dub if I have the option. Yeah, but but dubbing's so interesting to me. It's just like I don't know. Uh, I think I watched a documentary on dubbing or something. Um, I can't think of it, but yeah, it's just really interesting the whole process of that. It's like you have to learn the process how to act as somebody else acting as somebody else, but what yeah. just your yeah. voice. Like a good example of like that is like pieces. I heard that was like in Spain won like awards for the special effects and stuff. But since we all seen it in like dubbed, it's more cheesy and whatever. I mean, anyways, I feel like it's kind of a cheesy movie, but you know, but still, pieces is that is un. I that is like lightning in a bottle. I can't imagine how that movie came to be because that director i like uh juan piquer simone but none of his other movies have that edge to it the pieces is just so great it's so funny (laughs) i think the only other movie i've seen by him was um i believe it was slugs did did he do something like that yeah that was that was him and i mean it was fun but uh definitely won't pieces but you know if you like those like late 80s early 90s like uh, creature feature kind of movies, it's, it'd be up your alley. Yo, you just made me think of that movie, Ticks. <laughs> Ticks? Oh my god, Ticks is terrible. Ticks is I haven't horrible. seen that in years. That movie let me down so much. I thought it was going to be so good with Seth Green and giant Ticks and like, you know, no one dies hardly. There's hardly any Tick accent, hardly any gore. That was a big letdown for me when uh, we, we have a... um. Alamo Draft House by where we live. So we, we uh, before COVID and all that, we used to go rent movies there every weekend. And uh, yeah, we rented Ticks, and <laughs> I was so disappointed. Uh, um, Juan Pakir Simone did one you have to check out called Pod People. Pod People, aka extraterrestrial visitors. <laughs> okay, see, I get Pod People mixed up with the uh, uh, Seed People. Have you seen Seed People? No. What is Seed People? It's like a 90s movie. I'll, um, uh, I think it's a full moon kind of uh, thing. Oh, this looks glorious. I get that and Pod People mixed up. Well, I want to see Seed People. It looks like a real movie as opposed to Pod People. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'd probably like it because, uh, you know. Uh, from the years of listening to Hello, This is the Doom Show, y'all cover some of my favorite So Bad They're Good movies, and yeah. I love how y'all just, uh, y'all, you know, y'all y'all laugh at them, but y'all don't talk trash to them, you know what I mean? 
I don't know. Jeffrey, Jeffrey started that shit. Like I, he changed my entire freaking brain with the stuff he kept picking. Like the, the, there was stuff that he kept, like he has that eye for detail with the plots. Like he'll be like, yeah, but did you notice the coaster on their freaking coffee table in that scene? I'm like, no, (laughs) he'll be like, it's a commemorative coaster or some crazy shit. He picks out like, I don't even know how his brain functions but he brought in the, the the stuff that just i used to i'd watch some of these movies and i'd be like that was terrible and then after spending you know years and years talking to jeffrey i'm like this is great <laughs> the i can't even think like i um like uh hack lantern yes i, I would have hated that and like before jeffrey i would have loathed that movie Really? I seriously that's that's the kind of movie that in my twenties I'm like, this is fucking stupid, man. But watching it after having my brain poisoned by good old Jeffrey, it's like this is a masterpiece. <laughs> I'm twenty five, I'm just like Hacko Lantern's fucking great. Fucking You're advanced. Great. You're oh. clearly advanced. You're way better than I was twenty years ago. You're amazing. No, Hacko Lantern was a fun one to find because uh I've been watching Slasher movies since I could remember, and so I've seen almost all of them. But I love when I find a, one I've never seen. Like, yes. uh, uh, what was the one we watched the other like a few weeks ago? The ma- Majorettes, Majorettes. Oh, the the Majorettes. Ma- yes, that one was actually pretty good, and, and then they took a weird turn. But um, yeah, an action movie. Yes. <laughs> hey, Rambo's popular. Put some of that in the script. But yeah, like, you know, I've never heard of that, never seen it, and randomly found it on, um, was it Tubi? Tubi has a lot of great uh, yeah. movies streaming, just like weird underground movies. Uh, it's a cool channel if you got the Roku shit, but they had that on there. I was, I was happy at that. I was like, this is a great age slasher, in my opinion. They got the whole vibe going on, but slasher vibe, you know. And then it does turn into Rambo, but <laughs> that's the dude. That's the dude who wrote Night of, Night of the Living Dead. Really, like the yeah. red- John Russo. I have really? the novelization of the Majorettes. I can't wait to read it one of these days. I, I did guess the killer right off the bat, though. You did, even though oh, that doesn't terrible at that. That doesn't get resolved at all, though. No. So no, I'm 50-50 on guessing the killer in Slashers. Sometimes I'm right, most of the time I'm wrong, but like Girls Night Out, that was a hard one to guess for killer yeah. in. But God, I love that movie so much. That's a great one. I just something about the of the, the mascot costume being used as like the killer's uh costume. I love that. Yeah. I saw that on TV on my little black and white TV when I was like 8. Or nine. That was one of the that one in prom night was like the first slashers I ever saw. Because I had a little TV in my room and I'd stay up really late watching shit just as a little kid. And that bear costume just stuck in my brain for years. I could never find it until the internet. When all you have to do is go to like a horror forum and be like, What's the one with the guy dresses as a bear? And they're like, It's girls' night out. It's not even worth watching. <laughs> to be honest, it's still hard to track down some movies from my childhood. I just found the, I think it's called the Sailor, 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 Sailor. See the like uh, uh, the Sailor, like C E L L A R. 
cellar. Yeah, there's like a monster in it underneath their house, and they're in like in the desert. And oh, that was growing up. And YouTube helped me find it just watching random movies on YouTube. But you did help me like figure out that scene from They Live at the uh, Well, that the was easy one. though. Was... Well, like as I hadn't seen it for years, and I didn't know about it until like you just popped it on, and like I was like for years, what's that scene with like the dude just like slinging around the lawnmower? All you had to ask was zombies. <laughs> more <laughs> <laughs> um uh, uh going back to that uh argento thing with giallo adrian brody was that like right when he got done doing the peter jackson king kong um that's a good question that might have been around the same time no that that's a good well, question yeah i feel like it might have been but yeah i i would defend peter jackson's king kong yeah, yeah, because I remember seeing that theaters when I was a teenager. Yeah, that was cool. I liked it. So I yeah, very bad. I loved it. <laughs> I liked King Kong a lot growing up. My granddad had like a making of King Kong, like a book I used to read. King Kong. Nice. Plus, yep. we were, like, younger, too, so, like, those type of movies, like, with big monster <laughs> shit going on. And my grandparents are the reason why I'm into all this <laughs> shit. I remember them recording um old, like, Gamera movies on tape, and they accidentally recorded the beginning of Mario Baba's Black Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that. I was, like, three or four, and that just fucked me up so Dude, much. Dude, that's so cool. That's how I got into, like horror in general is just that that opening scene from mario baba's black sunday wow yeah i horrifying thing i saw when i was little i'd seen a fulci movie when i was a kid because i saw conquest and i saw argento stuff really like when i was in my early teens but i never even had like heard of mario baba until the early 2000s when i got into movie collecting and i was like who is this guy okay and just mind blowing. Like uh, I never, uh, I knew of Mario Baba because of that movie. I, d- I remember remembered the name of it. it. Was like I think it was a Mask of Satan version. Is yep. that the American version of that? But uh, I, I didn't uh, dive deep into Baba until I got you know like internet <laughs> older older with internet. It really spoils. Us. It does. <laughs> I mean, like I remember going to movie stores and. Being like, this is all I will get to watch for the weekend, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting, like, another generation from now, like, horror fans. Because going from us, like, having to track shit down and really work for it and have stuff that we can't find. I mean, I still run into things I cannot find that I just, all I, re- I don't remember, remember enough about it to even tell someone else who's seen every horror movie and have them identified for me. I, st- I still have movies like that. And then you have like kids like 20 years from now who have everything because if, if it's not streaming, you just download it. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, there's a few movies I can't find online at all, but yeah, the things will, things people like us will leave off <laughs> <laughs> later on. <laughs> Cause That's like the, oh. yeah, no, I was going to say uh, Japanese movies are like that. Like, it's really hard finding uh, Japanese movies. Like, you'll find, like, 10 or 12 of these incredibly, like, incredible-sounding Japanese horror films, and they're gone. Like, they're, they're just an entry in IMDb and a poster. 
Yeah. And that's it. And it's like, where are these movies? Like um, a good Japanese horror movie I watched uh, back in October. Um, I think it's called Sweet Home. I watched yes. it because Sweet Home. Yes. Because it makes me think Home Sweet Home. No, uh, I, I only yeah. watched Sweet Home, sweet, you know, the band Sweet yeah, Home. Yeah, I just remember us watching because when you thought you were putting on oh. like, it's not <laughs> Oh, it's not <laughs> mistake, mistake, <laughs> mistake. Uh, we we should probably do a Thanksgiving episode. Just talk about how great Home Sweet Home is. Just do it. Yes, for- <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> do it for mistake. As my favorite character in any horror movie, I don't care. But yeah, yeah, I love Japanese shit. I always find something cool, but I can't really find much on that Home Sweet Home. Not Home Sweet Home. Sweet Home, but Sweet Home movie. And that's Sweet like, Home was super popular. That was a hugely popular movie in Japan. Oh, was it? Did it did not get released over here. Okay. But the the map, the floor plan from that house ended up in the original Resident Evil video game. Like the Resident Evil, like before Resident Evil proper, the yeah. one that was like the old like uh, Nintendo looking game. The same people went from that, and they went and made Resident Evil. Like I don't can't ever remember the name of that, That's but yeah, cool. Sweet Home. I believe it has rights issues because I asked the dude from Mondo Macabro, I forget his name now because he's in a forum or in a, one of the Facebook groups, and he's like, "What do you guys want to see?" And I was like, "Sweet Home," and he's like. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. And I'm like, no. Did they go out of business? Or, Mondo? Or did, yeah. Or no. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, they're going strong as far as I know. Awesome. <laughs> okay. I haven't looked them up in a while, but I, had, I thought I had heard something about that. But yeah, I've been on a Massacre Kick Massacre video. They got good shit. I've been on that shit. Have you ever heard of a movie called Black Metal Veins? No. I, apparently, it's supposed to be really messed up. So, we're still going through the phase of our lives where we like to show each other really fucked up movies to see if we can handle <laughs> it or not. <laughs> yeah, I am so out of that phase. Like, I, man, I, that was like my jam for a while. Like, I was like, ooh, Ebola syndrome. What's that about? Oh, I've heard of that movie. <laughs> oh, dude, it is even for seasoned professionals like yourselves. It's 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 fucked up. Yeah, I, I need to check it out. <laughs> I, I did watch a very fucked up movie. Have you ever seen um 2008's um Dead Girl? No, I've heard of it. It sounded very fun. Um, it's very well. To be honest, it's not like. It does it so much like Last House on the Left, Last House on the Edge of a Park kind of stuff, you know, but it's yeah. very much. But it is a, it's pretty me- messed up. I liked it, though. It's uh, one of the dudes, the dude who wrote it used to write for Troma, so it kind of has that black humor in it. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was enjoyable. I watched it with a girl and she didn't leave, so. <laughs> she <laughs> <You> was <know>. a keeper. <laughs> No, I walked into, a, there was a video game store that was like um, just a couple blocks from our old apartment, and I was just looking for some old video games to rent, and I walk in, and the, there's a whole wall of Asian horror films. What? And my brain exploded. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is this? Dude behind the counter was uh, Stephen Biro of um, Unearthed Films. 
Like yeah, the one just... who put out all the guinea pig shit. Yes. That was that dude. He was like, yeah, my old video store shut down, so I'm just here now. And so it was one side of the store was all video games, and the other side of the store was all horror movies. And that's where I found like Battle Royale and uh, Dr. Lamb and freaking Ebola Syndrome and all these crazy Asian horror films. And it was just so fun. And then all of a sudden, one day I went there and all the horror stuff was just gone. He just picked up and left. Oh, damn. But it was great while it lasted. I, I had, I still have so many DVD-Rs because I, I actually bought a DVD burner, like the kind that looks like a regular DVD burner. It looks like a regular DVD player, but you buy the recordable discs. Yeah, yeah. And I burned thousands of movies with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. If it didn't have copyright protection, I was gonna have a copy of it. I went nuts. Um, are you a fan of um? I cannot think of her name. It's the girl from Tetsuo, but she did um a movie called Organ and a yeah. movie called It, I believe. Yeah, I love Organ. That movie is awesome. Have you seen It? It's like the spiritual sequel to that. Well, I, no. Like, I watched the the clips of it because on the old Oregon DVD before it was done, there was clips from it on that DVD. So I've seen just that. It's um, uh, K Fujiwara is her name. I had to look her up. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of her name, but uh, it is a movie that John always says he wants to watch whenever he comes over for some reason. Yeah, that's like the kind of like the te- like the weird crime detective, like noir one. Or not, but no, you're thinking of Nightmare Detective. That's a Senya Sokomoto movie. Um, it is a really weird, like, it has a pig demon in it, and it has really weird sexual stuff going on. Um, of course John likes it. <laughs> of course John likes it. <laughs> it's very strange, but it's, a, it's, well, it's disturbing. But it, I'll watch it. it it's, uh, if you like Oregon, you probably like it, but oh, it is a little bit more weirder than Oregon, I would say. Which is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> The whispers of God, the whispers of a God, or whispers of I'm looking these up while we're talking. Man, look that one, Siege. I I think it's the whispers of God or something. It is, oh my God, John, why did you make me watch that? (laughs) The whispering of the gods is the whispering of the gods. It's, a, it's Japanese, right? Yeah, it's a Japanese yeah. film. 2005. Yep. Um, I don't Whoa. even say what this movie's about. It is It is probably one of the yep, most... that's it. That is it. You know, I hate you for bringing this up because I tried to forget <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> that movie was fucked up. But I will say I did laugh when the dog bit the... Dude's dick. That was karma. The dog bit the priest's dick or something. (laughs) But yeah, dude, that movie was just that's rough cookies, and it was even more awkward because he put it on, and it was like a group of us just hanging out. Yeah. God, (laughs) the the keywords from this are amazing. Apparently it got like um the whole pig the release the release stuff for that got like banned pretty much in Japan or something. I'm I'm not sure about the history, but I know it didn't get a big like release, and he had it like I think John had it on some kind of like uh, was it called torrent or something? Yeah, uh, illegal download. I I don't know much about the internet. <laughs> I'm 25, but I don't know much about the internet. <laughs> 
I just said a word that I shouldn't have. We're going down. You're going down. <laughs> Talks about the power thing. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go use your bathroom. Uh, so you got excited talking about this movie. Oh no, it, it's still a very recent traumatizing event. <laughs> It was like, bro, we're just all going to hang out, group of friends, drink a few beers. Let's just put on a fun movie. <laughs> <laughs> My friend came over uh, years ago. This was, God, I don't know, 2006 or something. And my buddy came over, and we were. Wa- I was watching uh, uh, Ichi the Killer. Yes. <laughs> and it was right at the beginning where uh, he's he slices that chick's freaking throat with his boot his boot knife and she just leans her head to the side and the blood spray is happening. And my buddy is like, Hey, can you, uh, can you turn this off, dude? Like he was pale. Like he was getting sick. And I normally nowadays I'd be like, Oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Turned it off. But I had a big attitude at the time. So I was like, I just laughed in his face and said, I'm going to turn this shit off. And then he left. He drove all the way over to hang out, and because I was being a dick, he just left. <laughs> this movie's so fun. That's actually probably one of my top five favorite movies. Oh, yeah, it's it's incredible. I love Mike. He's so wonderful. Like I was just so excited to finally get on Blu-ray. And I just went to sleep with it all playing as I went to sleep like five nights in a row because I was just lazy. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, oh, I'm going to just work all day on this and that and then just go to sleep with Itchy Killer on because what else do I need? <laughs> Very soothing. <laughs> it is my kind of a soothing <laughs> Do what? How I go to sleep to uh, watching Itchy Killer. <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, British people talking? Yeah. Yeah, I like the British people talking. <laughs> That Blu-ray is one of my favorite things I could have got. Well, besides the uh, Tsukamoto box set, we oh. still need to binge watch all of those movies together. We got to get the uh, Blu-ray player. <laughs> my Blu-ray player broke. Oh, no. Yeah, it sucks. I bought it like, oh, uh, what was that shit uh, Trump sent out? <laughs> uh, the check thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bought it with that. <laughs> nice. I know what we're doing after we're done with all this. There's Walmart should be open, maybe. Oh yeah, Walmart. Um. Also, before we get going too far, Richard, I wanted to ask you, uh, what music you've been listening to, and if you've been reading any books and stuff, because we usually go into that stuff too. Yeah. Um, you know, on all of this shit. Answer now, or we're about to get back into it. Let's just get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, music, uh, you're in a very interesting place because I will listen to the same band or maybe two bands for like a decade. I finally am starting to emerge from my uh, my Terramellos cocoon because I've listened to Terramellos for like a decade. And now that they're on a hiatus, I can breathe and look for other bands finally. So I went right to Japan. Um, and I've been listening to uh, Limited Express Has Gone. They are freaking fantastic, uh, female-fronted, amazing guitar player also in the band, and I love them. Uh, I think their name is Making Fun of the, the Mall Store, 
I'm not sure what their name means. I should probably ask them sometime because I actually uh, retweet all their stuff and I get likes from them and it makes me happy. I love Twitter. And uh, listen to Hosome, and I'm 90% sure that Hosome, uh, H-O-S-O-M-E, pretty sure they broke up because as soon as I start listening to a band, they, they immediately break up. Yeah, you know how it is. Uh, but Hosome put out a couple of fantastic records and like, I can't even like it. Just it's the soundtrack to my brain. They're so weird. They're so great. Uh, what's some other? Oh, I just discovered uh, discovered a band called Mingu N E N G U. I yep. literally discovered them yesterday. They're pretty. And, they're great. Yes. Oh my god! I was watching just live footage of them, and and just I can't. I don't understand. Like it takes my band like a year to write a song that has three riffs. <laughs> and these this band has like 25 parts in like a three minute song and i don't and then and they're not making it up as they go along it's like the song <laughs> i don't get it uh one american band i found recently i love very much called gorilla toss i've heard of gorilla toss yes. oh man they're fantastic like just weird electro punk stuff i don't even know what nerdy like all the n- lyrics are really nerdy and trippy and stuff. They're great. And uh, I think those are the main things I've been rocking. I'll probably be listening to those same four bands for the next 10 or 15 years. I feel that I, whenever I usually make playlists and that's what I listen to for a month, you know, so yeah. <laughs> you the same bands or songs or whatever, you know, I listened to the joggers for like eight or nine years. And my friend was like, man, so what have you been, what have you been into lately? I'm like, Oh, the joggers, you know, they, they have this album called, uh, with a Cape and a cane. And he's like, are you making a joke? I'm like, what do you mean? I haven't talked to you in four years. And you were talking about that stupid ass band four years ago. (laughs) And I was like, "Oh no, I'm, I'm really stupid." We <laughs> talked about Nanish Nails for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> or me talking about Nirvana. Have you heard this Nirvana song? Instead <laughs> of this, at least they have more than two albums. You know, like that's the funny thing about like these bands I get hung up on is I'm. There's only like there's, there's a, very limited. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's 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 like 21 songs for their entire career. <laughs> I, I totally understand that. There's a few grind bands that uh, I'm into, and their whole discography is probably under 20 minutes, you know? Like, a Corphobin nosebleed put out Ultra States of America, and it's like 100 songs in like 25 minutes. Oh, <laughs> I saw um, I saw uh, Seat Star Sept, the, the Japanese grindcore band. Uh, my friend was like, hey, do you want to go see this Japanese band? I'm like, yes, what are they? And he told me about them. And he gave me the address for the place, and I'm like, dude, this is a storage unit. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's the show's at a storage unit. I'm like, okay. And sure enough, it's one of the best shows ever. Like, all these great Tampa bands and yeah. this band from Japan. that, And they played for 14 minutes, and I think they played 33 songs. <laughs> it was fantastic. Just a bass player... Uh, she, she's the singer and the bass player, and then the freaking drummer is outrageous. And what? yeah, seat seat star sept. 
What was the um, storage unit? One of those like DIY spot kind of things. Yep. Yeah, Bring was, your own beer, and it was just it was just the most phenomenal night ever. We had a place like that. That was some. It was a few D beat punks like bunker uh yeah. the basement of their house. That yeah, night. they had to stop doing it now. Uh, they got kicked out. Oh yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. to the bunker. I guess we could actually talk about this since we. I guess we could. Nobody was really supposed to promote it. <laughs> talk yeah. about the bunker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, I, I had a similar experience last year. Uh, a band from Japan called The Tits played, and um, we got really, we got really fucked up and hung out with them for a while. And then we had to, I had to go pick up my friend John. We keep talking about because he got too drunk to drive. And oh, John! <laughs> and then we start doing shows in your barn <laughs> on your family's property. Fuck COVID. And that's partially also become a recording studio slash studio rehearsal plays show. I don't know. No, I was I'm I'm upset with COVID, man. I almost had a. Do you ever listen to Scram's music? No. What is like that? Early two thousands, like emo, screamo, uh, punk, metal music. It's weird to explain, <laughs> but um. We almost had a a, ba- a big band me and Siege uh, loved growing up called Page Ninety Nine, um, but two brothers in that band started a new band that was gonna come play the barn before COVID happened. So that 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 made me so mad. And we would have bullshitted a whole other band if we. Oh, we would have bullshitted. <laughs> we would have bullshitted a band just to play with those dudes. <laughs> it was that like that was my old band. It was all bullshit. Every we would just do whatever. We lied. We told somebody. That we were a, a Harry Potter uh, inspired cover band, like we covered a bunch of Harry Potter songs from the movies. Really? And we got a gig, and by the time we got the gig, all the Harry Potter shit was gone. So we just played our normal set. So none of the other Harry Potter bands were there. It was great. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had to lie to play our show. No, oh, we lied just... all the time. Me and him did play a show earlier this year that we did completely bullshit because, like, one band dropped off the bill. And, like, it was very last minute, and he just hit me up. It was like, well, do we just want to go on, or do you just want to, like, throw something together last minute just to, like, make it a little longer of an event? And we were just like, okay, let's do this. Well, we did fuck up because we dropped acid. (laughs) <laughs> the same day <laughs> so we had to play a show with a band we've never rehearsed with while tripping acid and because we technically were kind of a band that had talked that was only talking about it for a week up that point about yeah. wanting to do like a <laughs> <laughs> it worked out though it worked out somehow nobody nobody knows hey you know it worked out because lucas is our drummer now and he wanted to play with us after that show so nice Everybody was actually surprised that we like had not done anything prior to that. <laughs> so I take that as a compliment. And it didn't help that the guitar strings were like melting every time I touched them, you know. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we've already hit the hour mark, running over a little. So I guess not to make this more tedious for whoever is listening to this, including y'all people out in Sweden, whoever y'all are. Yeah, I forget we have listeners in Sweden somehow. I don't know who they are, but I just want to meet them. That's amazing. 
<laughs> I want to say hi to him. Like, thanks for listening. No one else does. Our very limited fan base is somehow reached Sweden. So, yes. Yeah, as, as soon as COVID's over, we're all going to move there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're all our family now, whether you like it or not. This is a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> There's no changing the channel. <laughs> There's no changing the channel. Does the remote not work? Get some new batteries. So the reason I was about to make that weird joke is I was like reading up on Venture Brothers. I was reminded about that nozzle joke. Oh, I think uh, HBO might save uh, Venture Bros. That was like nice. My, that's like my favorite show growing up. All right. Well, thank you for talking with this. Um, it's definitely been a pleasure, um, and I hope we correspond, oh, of course. I feel dumb. We haven't even talked about his books he wrote. Oh, <laughs> oh they're, they're there. They're not going anywhere. They're on Amazon, right? Yeah, uh, Doomed Movie-Thon, uh, Giallo Meltdown, and Cinema Somnambulist, uh, all three on Amazon. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm gainfully employed, knock on wood. So I don't have to like live off the the sales because that'd be bad. Uh, so I made them as cheap as possible because, <laughs> of course, self publishing rules, brother. Oh, yes. So yeah, they're all like ten bucks right now. Get them. One day I'll write a, another book and I'll charge like fifteen for it and stick it to you. I will say I I read um Giallo Meltdown a few years ago and it's worth getting y'all. Go fucking. It's, it's a good thing. It's a fun read. And I really appreciate you guys having me on. This is a lot of fun. No, thank you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, come back anytime. We love doing this shit. Hell yeah. Yeah, like, we're always trying to figure out how to approve setup. So, this is fun. Like, we got to a point where we can actually, like, start having people on. So, it's good to have, like, a good proper first guest. So, you're happy for it. Actually, we did pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> We try to be prepared for this episode <laughs> to a degree. We're still lazy bombs. Yeah, to a degree. I want to be lazy. I want to. I want to not do this <laughs> eight to ten hour editing bullshit. We're trapped. <laughs> hey, dude. Uh, to be honest, we hardly edit our shit. We can, we kind of just go with the flow. Like, hey, that's that's the new way. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn to let go. It's gonna be great. I, I know how that is though, because I'll be doing that with music all the time. But I, I could not do that listening to me and him talk about nonsense for an hour or two, you know. <laughs> and I, the number one listener of my show though is me. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the problem because I, I I wanted to make the show this perfect thing that didn't exist in reality, and I had a good run like. The first twenty or thirty episodes before I lost my mind, you know they're they're pretty rough. I I still make my little mouth sounds and they're listening. I still listen to them. I always feel bad for anyone who's quit smoking because you can hear Brad lighting up a cigarette <laughs> in the old episodes because he, he before they moved into a house he was allowed to smoke inside and uh, <laughs> they had their old shitty apartment so he would smoke and you could just hear that Zippo going and my one friend messaged me like dude i can't listen to your show <laughs> it makes me think now because we do have like because we used to record in an actual shed then we moved to like 
different places, which includes now, right now, my room and sometimes your camper. Well, you got Wi-Fi, so. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's weird because we can't find none of our old episodes, but we still have that one episode for when we did, like, our side series, uh, A Date with Fulci. Oh, we need to bring that back. And we do need to bring that back because we, like, uh, covered, like, really in depth with Zombie. and Yeah, we did a deep dive on Zombie. Like, that made my head hurt. That um, episode's, like, almost two years old now. Yeah, we need to bring that back. We bought, like, a $100 book together written by Stephen Thrower, who's, like, known of oh, yes. and stuff. And we yes. were just... Really yeah, be a, was it Beyond Fochi? <laughs> Beyond Terror. Beyond, Beyond Terror. Terror. Okay, yes. yeah. I That's, love, love Stephen Thrower, man. That was like the most expensive book I've ever bought in my his, life. His commentary in the movies, like uh, the girl, the what was it, the one with the reptile skin? No, oh, um, 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 the girl, the the uh, the woman in a lizard skin. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he just his commentary was actually really good. On yeah. That. That was a great his, movie. Too. His Jess Franco books are incredible. It is like the I bought because when I went to go get the Jess Franco books, they were like sixty bucks a piece, and I was like, nope. And then uh, all of a sudden, he couldn't sell the second one, and so I went on Amazon, and the second book, for whatever reason, was like twenty dollars, and I was like, what? So I got it, and oh. I don't even like Jess Franco past a certain point because it's all porn. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like he just gave up the pretense of horror and just made porn. But I'll be damned if that's not a fascinating story, man. I'll have to read like, that. It's a narrative. Like it, ju- it doesn't just do movie. Like all the movie reviews are in a row, but they're in like um, chronological order of when they were made not when they were released so that he could tell the story of jess franco's career yeah and it's fascinating dude like he's straight on stole lena romay out from under some other dude it's hilarious that's not really really just she was married to a guy that would do the (laughs) porno scenes with her because all those movies he was doing had all these porno scenes and I used to think that all of them were like fake, like from other pornos. But no, no, some of them were with her husband. So they would just cut and then release the Spanish version, which would be all tame. But then for like the French market, he just keep filming them having sex. That was mind blowing when I found that out. And he was, he just slowly seduced her over a couple of years and then ran off with her in the middle of a movie production. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Like, I mean, look me, at him. Look at I, Jess Franco. I know. It's like, why? <laughs> but no, I love Jess Franco, but fuck. Like, no, not gonna lie. One of my earliest movie rental memories was renting um, Oasis of a Zombie. So Holy shit, that's great. I've always kind of been into Jess Franco. I know, like, you know, at a, at a, when I was living with my mom, I know there were some movies I can't watch from Jess Franco, but you know. <laughs> I was like, I, I got to read that now. I got to read that. I didn't, I didn't like him at, at first because I kept mixing him up with Jean Roland, and I really liked Jean Roland. And then I eventually got him sorted out. I was like, I don't know about this Franco guy. But then everybody I knew, like all these like hip, freaking horror people, were like, Oh, Jess Franco is, he's the, he's the most magnificent director. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. So that's why I did the Franco Friday series on my blog. Oh, I just, I watched like fifty of his movies. Yeah, I I, I've seen more movies from him than anybody else. Like, 
The only one who even comes close is Takashi Miike. I've seen like I don't know, maybe thirty of his movies, yeah. maybe. But uh, yeah, I've full on seen fifty plus, maybe sixty Jess Franco movies. Damn, dude, I don't even know that I can say I've seen like twenty Jess Franco movies. There's, it gets really dicey, <laughs> especially <laughs> if you don't want to watch just straight up porn. Because I, I, porn is fine. I just don't find it entertaining <laughs> beyond, you know, the first few seconds. Mm-hmm. I feel like no. after watching erotic. Rights of Frankenstein with one of my ex-girlfriends, and I was just like, I like to turn this off, but you know what? I'm going to leave it on and see what happens. <laughs> my favorite about that movie in particular is I have this weird DVD version of that called Rights of Frankenstein. Is it like a cut? Or yes. Head? It oh. has no sex. It has almost no nudity, and it has this... This is the thing that people have told me... I'm mixing it up with another film. And I'm like, no, I have the DVD. There is a scene with Lena Romay playing a peasant girl where she lays down by the side of a river and starts to masturbate. And as soon as she reaches for herself, the movie cuts away from it. And apparently that scene isn't in the erotic rides of Frankenstein at all. Yeah. Cause so I, I have this weird, that. like neutered version. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that scene. No, it's like it was. Wait, um, did he play the bird lady in that movie? Uh, no, that was um, Anne Anne LeBear. Okay, okay. She's oh my god, I love her. She's my favorite uh, Franco girl. Like after um, Soledad Miranda and uh, Lena Romay, Anne LeBear is so gorgeous and she's so weird. Man, I gotta she's... get back on these Spanish horror movies. Man, I haven't watched any in a while. <laughs> You get all the Spanish Giallo. That's that's oh, the yes. that's the thing. Because I'm doing another book. I'm doing Giallo Meltdown two right now. Oh, nice. And uh, I'm getting ready because I'm so I did every chapter is going to be a little different. I'm doing an Italian chapter, and then I'm doing <clears throat> excuse me, and then I'm doing a freaking uh, either creamy or creamy, if you will, Episode. chapter. Did another Italian chapter uh, last weekend. I watched thirteen. Uh, of like not the worst but a couple of the worst giallos ever made from italy and next time i'm gonna do an all british giallo movie thon give eventually the worst giallos from italy yeah that'd be amazing and then but the spanish ones dude i'm so hyped up about the spanish ones because like there's so many more spanish like there's just so many more giallo than anybody thought especially if you're not too because I'm trying to be all like, I'm not trying to tell people what a giallo is or isn't. Like, I don't want to get into that. But yeah. I just want to watch stuff that feels like it. Like, all the British ones. In my opinion, it's, it's so like, weird. I remember someone saying the Michele Sawavi stage fright was a giallo. And I'm like, no. I don't, it's I don't, not. I don't think it's, it's a giallo. It's no, it, but it's weird because it's in, it's listed in that freaking, uh, that giallo book called... Um, I want to say it's called Blood and Black Lace. This is old, old, uh, like the first b- proper book on giallos from, I think the book was published in 98. Okay. And it has all kinds of Italian slashers in it. So I think the guy was trying to show like how the Italian film industry is like, well, let's just make slashers. And it's, but he didn't really clarify that. He just featured those movies in a giallo book. 
So now it keeps coming up that that stage fright, that body count, the one with uh, Mimsy Farmer and David Hess. I, lo- that, I was to bring that up. Yeah, those are not those are not Giallo, but I, there's going to be a slasher chapter well, in I'll, Giallo I'll, Meltdown too. It's more of a like uh, guess the killer type movie, you know? Yeah. Like stage yeah. right, I don't know who the killer is right off the bat, but exactly. I love Body Count. That was a newer movie I watched. Uh, I still haven't seen that. I'm saving it for the book. Uh, so good. If you like slashers and eighties you know, slashers, you're oh, gonna, you know I do. You're gonna love it. it, it I, I've watched it maybe eight times since I first saw it a few years ago, and it's I, I love it every time I watch it. Yeah, um, the slasher chapter in the book is going to be the Italian slashers, and of course pieces. Because, you know, Pieces is just basically a giallo on crack. Yeah. And then um, all those American slashers that just seem like giallo, like, um, oh, shit. What's that one with the motorcycle helmet wearing person? Um, um, The Secret Umberto Lindsay movie? No, no, no. I did that one. The, uh, the, the, was that? Give a beach. Nightmare Beach? Oh, yeah, that's Nightmare. Oh, are you thinking of, um... Night school, yeah, the, the, that one, that one, because I always thought that one looked like a slasher to me. I mean, uh, like a giallo, like an American giallo to me. I think, I think it's night school. Yeah, in eighty one, motorcycle wearing slasher movie. I could think of as No Gun Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that will not be featured. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's still like, um, there's uh, American. What's that one called? There's a slasher called American. Oh, American Nightmare? Yeah, that one apparently has got a lot of Giallo-looking stuff to it. I don't think so, I've, yeah. I've read about that, though. It's like a 80, 82 or 83, maybe? Yeah. According to the always incorrect Hysteria Lives, it's 83. Oh, come on. That, I love Hysteria Lives. Oh, no, I love that. No, I'm talking about the, the website. It's the, um, it, it's the British releases. Oh, okay. So Brad and I were really confused. We they did a we did a slasher list on an episode, man, and we got so messed up because I used their site, and it was all the British releases, so it wasn't the actual like American release date. It fucked me up. Have you read his uh, book he wrote on all the those? Uh, I can't think of a name like Teenage Wasteland or something. Exactly. That's that's the title. Yes, it's so good. Yeah, I've been wanting to read that forever now. He I, loves. I love, I love he the loves that shit. It's yeah. Was it Hysteria continues as a podcast, right? Yeah, Hysteria Lives is the is the site that I've used for years. I, that was like my go-to site for many years of, of just finding shit that I wanted to see. And then the, then the podcast started. And that was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't care about Tommy. <laughs> to, to be honest, dude, um, Hello, This is a Doom Show is the reason I got into podcasting. I oh, found- man. That is, that is so sad. I'm sorry. No, thank you. That's that's amazing. That's yeah, like I was laid up from a bad car accident. And I wasn't working for a while because uh, I was bedridden. And like he was just like, watch all these horror movies. Now, I want you to do a podcast with me and talk about them. And he started like telling me about y'all. <laughs> I was just like, man, I want to do this shit. This sounds fun, you know. We it's were like... listening to Nashy Cast because I didn't know what a podcast was, and Brad's like. Yeah, it's just guys. They talk about 
and talk about all the movies of Paul Nashie. I'm like, dude, I used to listen what? to them, and then they got really mad at me for calling the third Blind Dead movie cheesy, so I stopped listening. <gasps> oh no, <laughs> that's okay. They had the theme music. I said it was cheesy, and I was like, dude, it's the Blind Dead chasing supermodels on a ghost ship. How is that not cheesy? They had the theme music for um for Eyeball on oh, on their thing for like the entirety of the show and then one day Troy was like oh yeah I need to get around to watch an eyeball and my I was like I started messaging them immediately like what do you mean you've never seen eyeball it's your theme music and they never wrote back it was like the only time they didn't write back and I was like whoops <laughs> my bad but no, no they were they inspired us they're the reason why we started doom show it's like, about them I, I just thought that was a funny story no it's, no it's fucking hilarious <laughs> no that's what i love about rod like rod like rod and i have we've talked a little bit here and there and you know like back and forth but he, like his and my movie tastes are from different planets yeah so like, like we he and i never agree on anything that's totally fine <laughs> that kind of turned me off from hitting up like podcasters like that you know what i mean like i think uh i've talked to you beforehand like way back in the day talking about like uh I think I I told y'all you said do a Jeffrey episode to do the zombie sequels or something. Yes. It's something like that a long time ago, but yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's, that's great. I'm glad that we um, ruined your life by having you become a podcaster. I'm, I feel terrible. I, I mean, at least I found y'all first and not like last podcast on the left or something. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, dude. And that's the other thing. Like I've been trying to get Brad into them forever. And Brad is like, no. Oh man, they're so good. It's so fucking formal. Dude, I am re-listening to everything. Like I, I'm like, I just started rewinding back to like four or five years ago that show, and just started re-listening to everything because I found them. I just got um, what was the first episode? The first one I ever heard was Son of Sam. The Son of Sam ones. Yeah, Yeah, I was laughing so hard at work. That my coworkers were stopping by my cubicles. They thought I was sobbing. <laughs> and I was, they were like, what are you listening to? And I'm like, I can't tell you. Yeah, you can't. Because it's filthy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. That is the thing. That's funny because, like, I work as an accountant now. And, like, I was just listening to the Aleister Crowley episodes. And then yes. I, we're, like, driving around listening to the Jonestown. <laughs> That's just because we're edgy and fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> to a they weren't like we were like trying to oppress the creep people out. This was just between this is us, us being curious. We just finish it, and I was just like, I want to finish this. So I literally just put this song slightly, kind of a little out loud. Yeah. Anybody who was in the vicinity, oh, it's like it's like the theme of last podcast is like you know you know how awkward it was, Siege, to bring up Dean Coral around you. It's like you ever heard about this guy named Dean Coral? <laughs> oh that shit was so disgusting. Oh my god, it's like disgusting, yeah. disturbing, and horrifying to me. I'm so yeah, afraid. I'm huge fan of them. Yeah, we we are doing a big in depth like Dean Coral episode because it's driving me fucking crazy, and I got to get it out of my head. Yeah, I heard I heard some of it. I heard some of you talking uh, serial killers on one of your episodes. Yeah, we we kind of do the we kind of jump around when yeah. we. Like just me and him stuff we do from you know movies to 
paranormal bullshit to whatever, you know, just fun stuff, uh, I guess. The last episode was Serial more, killers aren't fun, but you know what I mean. Uh, the last episode <laughs> was more strict because we did talk about kind of like Halloween movie or recommendations. Though. We we <laughs> talked about Halloween movies for five minutes like, and talked about Bob Berdella for an hour. We like, <laughs> threw out movies and are like, we're going to talk about a real subject. <laughs> <laughs> Brad and I did... Brad and I did one episode where we did a comic book episode. We we did it's called Doom Show Presents. It's gonna be our our side show that we were gonna do, and always different topics. And of course, we only ever did one. <laughs> and we did this episode just on comic books we liked, and we just talked about Marvel and DC for like two hours, and then we never got back to it. We still have plans to do a music show where he picks an album that he loves, and we talk about it, and then I pick an album I love, and we talk about it. So. One day in the far flung future, we'll get back to that. But we've been we've been discussing about maybe doing a like a band episode or something like picking a band we like to talk about or some shit. Yeah, because you know? yeah, like I've been doing like a Siege of Sunday radio thing on Facebook where like I would just make playlists on YouTube that, like forty videos of random songs or whatever I find that I'm like, this is cool to share people. People want to just get into whatever. Nice. And I was like. I'm going to figure out how to turn this into like a, a weird podcast radio thing to make it seem more radio-like. <laughs> so, awesome. hoping, like, once me and him get our blog going for, like, it came from the show, we can start, like, putting more, like, movie reviews. Cause, like, yeah, we got to get on the blog stuff, man. <laughs> I still, like, wanted to talk about, like, like mentioning back to Boogeyman, like, my opinion <laughs> of those Boogeyman sequels. And, like, Good. I like how um, like why well, I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre two over the first. That, that's my go to. What, what, what do you like more, Texas one or Texas two? Oh, two. Yeah, two. Two is the go to man. It's just so watchable. I mean, I I love one, but and, like it's rewatchable. Comedy. Like for me, it's rewatchable. The I, only thing, I, the only thing I don't like in that whole series, and it's not like I hate them or anything. I don't like the prequels. Oh, like the um, mid two thousand prequels. Yeah, I like. All the other ones, like the Matthew McConaughey. Yes, I love that one. That's like yes, much. yes, yes. Oh my god! His re- his remote control leg, robot leg. And she steals the remote and is like making his leg go crazy. <laughs> I even like 3D, the Texas Chainsaw one, the one in theaters that people were like so pissed off about. People are like that one that that has a hot chick from True Detective in it, right? Yes. And yeah, I was I'm, I was a okay with that one. I, I had fun watching that one. Yeah, the only one I want to see that I haven't seen is uh, where Leatherface is a kid. I believe I saw that on like Sci-Fi Channel when it came out. What is that one even called? I can't. I don't know. I don't know what that would be called, but I. Re- like I slightly remember that, like him being a kid and he escapes from a hospital with like criminals or something. Let's see. Scrolling. The text Oh, that was just Leatherface. Is it just called Leather? Wait, yeah. isn't that the third one? That's a, that's twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. No, Leatherface is yeah. That's that's the one from nineteen ninety. I'm okay. talking about the newest one from twenty seventeen. Okay, I, I think I saw that before. Probably, I, I definitely think... did. I wanted to, but I just missed it in theaters because I, I didn't in... realize how I, I should have kept going to the theaters every freaking weekend now that I can't. Yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> I've, been, I've been having to go to the drive-in lately. Just, I, know, all... I need, to get, in, I need to get into that. 
Only thing playing movies around here is driving, which is weird because I'm like, why is there still a drive-in out here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, the weather is finally nice here now, so I could actually do the drive-in. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw the uh, Shining at the drive-in not too uh, – Oh, nice. Probably around Halloween, well, nice. October time. I saw the Shining and the Exorcist. Those are pretty fun to see in the drive-in. Yeah, I saw I saw the Exorcist when it was the uh, the the version you've never seen in the '90s with oh, all the yeah. uh, the CGI stuff they added to make it scarier. <laughs> it was so bad. I hate I that, that version I so much. The CGI version. I need to ch- track that down. It has. It just. It takes the. Uh, like Pazuzu and just digitally adds him to shit. And then it takes uh, Captain Howdy. It takes his face and just adds him to other sequences to I've make it scarier. I've been wanting to start a grindcore band called Captain Howdy. Oh, you should. That'd be so much. Well, dude, I gotta get going. Okay, yeah, dude. Sorry we kept you on so long. Oh, no, no. This is great. I'm, I'm always gonna talk forever. <laughs> yeah, we will too. That's the, that's the problem with us. Everybody gets a little extra content in the. <laughs> we'll have you on for like a part two or something. In the yeah, future. hell yeah. Let me know. Yeah, dude. Uh, thank you so much for uh, doing this with us. Hell yeah. Anything Take you want to right quick again before we uh, put this to an end? Yeah. Plug away. Plug away. Oh, oh, I'm plugging. Uh, hello. This is the Doomed Show. We're at hellodoomedshow.podomatic.com. And we're also at legionpodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, I got a YouTube channel. If you look up uh, Doomed Movie-thon on YouTube, you'll find me. I'm slowly getting back into making uh, bad videos of me talking about my shelves of movies. And uh, the band the band is uh, gyrojets.bandcamp.com. And soon to be on a compilation. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was so excited to get y'all on that. I have a purple. first public announcement of our label, too, which is cool. Yeah, that is, huh? Because yeah. this episode will probably be out if all goes well this upcoming Thursday. So cool. I guess it's like our first time actually announcing that to people. So. We run a little label now, y'all. Yeah. Or not. No, I, I, anything you guys can do to kick us in the ass to make us write something quickly. <laughs> we are the slow man. It takes us years to have like a song. Oh, dude, we have it. I haven't even gotten him to record the guitar for our Kaju song yet. So don't <laughs> don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. <laughs> don't feel bad. I haven't even wrote lyrics for it yet. It took us like uh freaking uh God was it seven years just to find a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> like it took me and him years to realize in our old band we had to kick everybody out and just be me and him. Yeah, we. we the drum machine now just because we're like drummers are complicated yeah <laughs> um, i guess to wind this down um it's good to have another episode coming out to you people um y'all can find us now on instagram medicaid from the shape podcast uh no it hasn't been a lot of activity on that right now i'll get on that soon of course also to promote this you can find us on Facebook at the same. It came from the shedpodcast.com. And you can write to us uh, or email us at it came from the shedpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from y'all. If y'all would love to even come on an episode with us, we'll figure something out. Uh, we're always doing shit. So, yeah. yeah. Stay, <laughs> stay spooky and check out all the Richard stuff. Hell yeah. Stay Yay. spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs>
Can we still stay say that? Yes. Pre- okay, cool. It's our thing now. We've done it every episode for, what, two years now? Has it been two years? Pretty much, so nobody really knows that. We're slacking. We only have, like, well, six it's episodes. Because, well, it's because the only episodes that are out now are actually our current episodes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've yeah. lost the other stuff thanks to shitty internet. That is true. Posting problems. More like, more like shetty internet. <laughs> yes, that's how one is. Well, thank you, thank you all, and thank you, Richard, for coming on. Hope you have a great. Day. I gotta go pee again. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Peace.